fourth one here. ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Thought not. Not really a story the Jedi are big on telling. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith. He was so powerful. <laughs> I couldn't do it looking at you. I was I didn't know when we were gonna stop doing a I bit didn't. and so I just was like I will just I'll just try to hold it in. Hi everybody, welcome to Export Audio episode 65, a number that I've just started to memorize in the last three. I've just started to memorize how far we are. Mm-hmm. I've never started I Because never... you gotta prepare. Oh, right. I got to prepare four episodes. We got to figure out what we're doing for episode 69. Nice. Alan Dean Foster will die live on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) One. Legally, I'm not sure we could say that. (laughs) Two. um, Hi, everybody. I'm Autumn June. I'm going to do another run at that. I'm just going to try and get into a little girl voice. You know girl voice? I've heard of girl voice. I'm just going to try and get up there into the upper parts of my range. Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to start. <laughs> I was trying to do both the podcast intro and my customer service voice because, unfortunately, the easiest way to get into girl voice is to just start doing customer service. All right. So you want a uh, two chicken McGriddles, a uh, hash brown, and a large uh, Dr. Pepper no ice. Is that right today? All right, well, that's going to be uh, $4.20. <laughs> that's going to be $4.20, and I'll see you at the window. Uh, I do just a little bit of Southern in my customer service no, yeah, voice. That's what you, can, I help, can I help you all find anything? Hey there, can I help you all find anything? Uh, see, yours is, well, I guess because you're from Kansas. From It's yeah. Missouri. I'm different. It's different. <laughs> in Texas, we're different. <laughs> Roads are bigger. And my co-host, as always... Nora Blake. Uh, Today we're here to bring you a podcast in three acts. Some This American Life shit. What? Uh, <laughs> act one, True Detective. A crime show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> act two, <clears throat> Autumn thinks about Batman too much. Okay. And act three, Nora considers vampire. 
I don't know what bit you're doing. Do you, have you never listened to This American Life? I don't know what that is. <laughs> so This American Life is the most popular radio show and podcast in America? Must not be if I've never heard of it. <laughs> I listened to it every weekend growing up. It is hosted by Ira Glass, and he does, like, nonfiction journalism stories. Sometimes there's fiction on that show. Uh, and they're always like... I, I'm not going to do an Ira Glass impression. There are lots of people out there with very funny Ira Glass impressions. I'm not going to do one. I haven't listened to This American Life in, like, three years, so I couldn't, like, get it good. But he always starts the show with, like, announcing what the stories are going to be on this episode. <laughs> and so he's always like, a story in three acts. Uh, the last time I listened to This American Life was in um, January of 2015, something oh, like that, um, where... They did a story, or they did a they did a whole episode about all this Black Lives Matter stuff, and they did one episode about how you know these protesters might have a point, and then they or they did one segment of the episode about how maybe these protesters have a point, and then they did two segments about how, but we really should give these nice police officers a chance. Now, today on our today on our episode, we have a story about some cops in Michigan who. Uh, did the most basic reforms that anyone could ask them to do, and so we should really applaud them like the heroes they are. Okay. This is a great segue into True Detective. A cop show. A cop show. About cops? About police. Mm. You know, the police state we all live in. <laughs> I'm familiar. Hashtag police state. <laughs> <laughs> Almost just spit Dr. Pepper into your Yeti. <laughs> Almost just just spit take all over your mic. Nora Blake is still a threat. <laughs> I used to send in questions to Jeff Dodzone like all mm. the time. Is that what it was? What it was? I don't know. Was that his Tumblr? Yeah, his yeah. Tumblr. I um, used to send in questions to Jeff Zone all the time. I had uh, an email read on the Beastcast once. I did too. Both of our uh -huh. emails are under different names. Mine uh -huh. was. Mine was very funny. Mine was, Mine was a correction. Oh. <laughs> so uh. we we're going to a wedding next month. Oh shit! What? We're going to a wedding, not not our own, someone else's. Oh, okay. Um, we need to make any plans at all for that. For ours, yeah. Uh huh. We sure do. Uh, and I guess I'm going to tell this story briefly on the <clears throat> podcast, and if you really want, you can go looking through the Beast, Beastcast archives and find out my dead name if you want to true detective your transphobia, I guess. Same here. <laughs> um, so, they didn't read the part of my email where I called myself a Castlevania lore boy. <laughs> because, you know, that um, was a while ago. So my friend Trevor wanted to play... Rocket League with me, and so sent an email to the Beastcast saying, Hi, Beastcast crew, can you tell my friend to buy a PS4 so she could play Rocket League with me? And then I immediately, my friend told me about this, like, oh, they're probably not going to read it, but it was, it was kind of funny. I just sent in an email to the Beastcast <clears> being <throat> like, you should buy a PS4. Um, and so I immediately sent a follow-up email being like, Hi, my friend just emailed you to tell me to buy a PS4. Can you tell my friend to fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> and they read both of these. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, so, yeah, if you want to... Kind of glad that never made it into, like, best of Beast Cast clips on YouTube, because that would have been annoying. Yeah, if you want to go sleuth work your way into finding out my dead name, I'm pretty sure... 
Vinnie Caravella has read out my dead name on a podcast one time, and so you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. you can go find that champ. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was going to say something else, but I don't remember it. That was... <laughs> Mama likes her some Dr. Pepper. Mama loves that DP. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so true detective... You know what's fucked up? What? I could just... I'm not Kotaku, so I won't do this. But because of that joke, I could just play some double penetration porn at the start of the podcast. We can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Respite from discourse. We're saving everybody from discourse by digging up discourse from five years ago and talking about True Detective. There's no discourse about True Detective. There's no... The only discourse about True Detective was, oh, this show's good. Yeah. I'm saying we're... We're giving everybody a respite from the Kotaku discourse of the day. Um, it was like two days ago. I thought it was yesterday. Fuck if I know. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to crush this Dr. Pepper can. It's so cool when he crushes that beer can. And they definitely so don't cool. edit around it. <laughs> no, they definitely, that was definitely real. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> so. True Detective. True Detective. I Season watched, one. I watched this when it was new. You watched this when I was when it was new. I, I, <laughs> you watched this when I was new. Yes. When I was born in 1996, you began watching True Detective. Well, the first part's in 95. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched it when it was new. I, I feel like they talked about it on Match 3. Maybe was, I'm wrong. Like, that was a little also, later for that, because... Uh, this show started in 2014. I think they might have talked about season two of True Detective on Match Three, and maybe like discussed the the single shot scene mm-hmm. on Match Three. I don't know. I don't recall this. I like if we're trying to trace like what podcast you might have heard about <clears throat> this from. I know Austin is a fan, but Austin would have been on the Beast cast back then, which I don't think would have really talked about. TV shows? Not yet. He started the job in 2015. I thought Match 3 started in 2015. Match 3 is not Austin Walker. I, but I thought Match 3 started in 2015. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, I thought... Um, I have no idea. Listen, if it, if it wasn't on Match 3, the only other podcast I listened to in 2014 was... I mean, I wasn't listening to Match 3 in 2014. But my point being... In 2014, can I tell you what podcast I was listening to? What? Uh... I was occasionally listening to the Bombcast. Very rarely. That was I, when I was like in on Giant Bomb and like I didn't keeping up. I didn't keep up with Giant Bomb until Austin joined. When Austin joined, I remember like a lot of indie developer people who I followed on Twitter at that time really liked Austin, and so they tweeted about it a lot. And so I started listening to the Beastcast. But I did intermittently listen to the Bombcast. Didn't keep up with it because I couldn't tell people's voices apart too well uh, at that time. Anyway. Um, I listened to the Bombcast because Jim Sterling recommended it. Oh, I was a big fan of. We're just gonna go real deep on like our embarrassing internet histories today. I was listening to Podtoid at the time, which was a podcast where Jim Sterling sexually harassed his coworker, but it was funny because his coworker was a man, so it was gay, and that was funny. 
the only podcasts I listened to in 2014 were the Bombcast. Uh, I think there was a Bad Book podcast I listened to. Yeah. And uh, Super Best Friend Cast. You know, they're um, not friends and I was, anymore. <laughs> not friends anymore. It's still funny every time. It's still funny. I was also Post listening. Guys. I was listening to This American Life back then. I was listening to. What else was I? Because li- I, I've been down since day <laughs> Night one. Night Vale. I was definitely listening. Night Vale was the first podcast I started listening to. I'd grown up listening to NPR with Dad all the time, but um, Night Vale was. Hearing about Night Vale on PBS Idea Channel, a YouTube show I was very into, hearing about Night Vale there got me to download a podcast app, so then I downloaded Night Vale, and then I was like, oh, you can get all those NPR shows that uh, I listen to with Dad on these podcast apps. I'll start listening to those. And then you got into, like, like weird paywall shit with This American Life and with all the other NPR podcasts. You also I was listening to um, What the Fuck with Mark Marin at that time. Which is a bad podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People who listen to this, there are probably some Mark Maron fans among our listenership. I don't think Mark Maron is a bad podcast, but I do think that he regularly has harassers and abusers on and doesn't grill them on this in any way. Also, is not himself like a lovely person. <laughs> oh, you mean that there's a dude who has a podcast where he acts like an asshole? And is funny, and then mm-hmm. it's that's his thing. I mean, he's been making a career of this since before podcasts were around. But <clears> yes, <throat> but this is what podcasts were born to do. Yes, True oh. Detective. True Detective. <clears throat> we watched it. We watched it. I wa- We watched season one. I want to be yeah. very clear. We have I not seen season two. I want to check out the other two, but the reason I got into the first season to begin with was because it was linked on the TV tropes page for The King in Yellow. Mm-hmm. So a book I I'd feel... never heard of before yesterday. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. We saw it in a bookstore. And you're like, what? Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> Mama loves that DP. <laughs> I um, I'm interested in watching the other two seasons, but also like, I feel like they'll be very different, and so I might not be as interested if they don't have that undertone of like. I'm interested in season three because no one. No one talked about season three. Mm-hmm. Season three could be good, could be bad. Genuinely don't know because I never heard anyone talk about it. Season two, universally reviled as far as I understand. At least it was four years ago when it came out. Yeah. Apparently but season was... three came out this year. Yeah. Which so is fucking wild. I do remember that um, the... the, the, the um, the showrunner, and we'll get to this in a second, but the showrunner talking about season two not The guy being... that looks like the fucking Family Guy dude? He does look exactly like Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Um, I couldn't remember which McFarlane was It's which. Seth McFarlane. Seth I was McFarlane. doing a joke. I was doing a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Um, uh... Hi, I'm Seth McFarlane, creator of Spawn. <laughs> I miss White Lotus Radio sometimes. <laughs> I know we're still just making White Lotus Radio, but I do miss some of the like run-on jokes <clears throat> that have like mm-hmm. faded. Shout-outs to Jason Marsden. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, we'll talk about the showrunner is in a second. Jason because or is it James? I've... <laughs> This isn't 
listen to all 65 episodes of this and somehow remember bits we haven't referenced in forever. We should do an episode on an extremely goofy movie. We Which is better than goofy movie. We should do a clip show. No. I think about this constantly. That sounds like a nightmare to make. It is exactly the sort of nightmare I would have subjected myself to, like, three months ago. Mm -hmm. Three months ago, I'm absolutely a person who would have made a clip show out of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then died. That person died uh, for reasons that will only be mentioned on a locked account. Um, Hey. Anyway. Anyway. So, apparently, the reason season two was so much worse was that he had to... He had to, as if he was the only one... There was a much quicker turnaround on, like, mm-hmm. season one, like, that idea had just been in his head forever, and that was, like, his big pitch, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then season two is, like, oh, we all had a year to make another show and had no plans, had nothing, you mm-hmm. know. And so I guess season three came out this year because it's, like, okay, you give it time and maybe you can make a good show again. Or they thought I, it was dead and then they decided, what if we brought it back? I like the actor who's in the most recent season. I can't remember what I've seen him in, but I know that I've seen him in things and that I've liked <clears> him. <throat> mm-hmm. Anyway, we're here to talk about season one, which yes. was a good TV show. It was a good TV show. A good TV show that I have a couple of mean thoughts about. Because you called it, and I oh, let me just check my notes here, uh, Twin Peaks for Normies? <laughs> I did call it that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out how we want to talk about this. With our mouths. Because I have a lot of positive feelings about this show. But I have criticisms. And those critics one, I have criticisms. Two, those criticisms are at the forefront of my mind because I feel like this ep- this show peaked with episode five or six and then lost steam at the end. Um, and so everything I didn't like about it is lingering in my head because we watched the last three episodes yesterday where it's... If those had been spaced out more, or if I had just... If we came into this podcast after just finishing episode five, I would be, like, extremely praiseworthy, and we'd just be talking about how amazing this show is, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> I do think this show is really fucking good. I think this show is really good. This is one of my favorite shows, like, or seasons. Let's start show. Let's start there. Why is that? Like, what do you like? Well, let's first talk about of all, what we like. Rust is from Texas. He is from Texas. Now that boy, he's from Texas. You're not. I am not from Texas. <laughs> Sometimes, so mm, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna. I can. Mm. It's we don't say I'm on. That's not. That's not Texas. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find. I'm it. gonna. I'm gonna find. You're it. getting the wrong intonate. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm fixing go- to. <laughs> I'm, I'm fix- fixing to figure out how I'm going to talk. I'm fixing how to, to talk. <laughs> how to talk. No, I hit that L. <laughs> you hit the L. I. <laughs> you hit the L. Uh-huh. You hit the- <laughs> <laughs> There's some 90s rap music slang for you. <laughs> um, I smashed that L with my fucking car. <laughs> talk. <laughs> You'll get it directly. I'll find it. I can't. No. 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 Too far I east. Can, yeah, I can. <laughs> I can do. No. <laughs> no. No. You this can't is do it. Bad podcast. We're you, doing. The, you could. 
You can do Alabama. What the <laughs> fuck? Crocodile Dundee <laughs> shit was that? Ever been down to Alabama? Hey, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm channeling a uh, fucking T-Bone or whatever, T-Bag, whatever his name is from Prison Break. Oh, you mean Captain Cold? No. <laughs> That's the protagonist. No, this is the, the, the evil guy from... Prison Break. We've got to talk about... We need to watch Prison Break. No. <laughs> Prison Break fucking owns. we got to watch that. We've got to talk about True Detective because I've brought <clears throat> up Captain Cold and you don't want me to get my engines revving on talking about DC bullshit because I've had all of it... Fi- like, You're going to do that later. But first of all, I need we need to watch Prison Break. First of all, it's good as hell. Second of all, I haven't finished it. I never got to finish the last season. So we really need to watch that together. Society is the real prison, though. Damn, that's season two. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> they get out of prison in the first season. But then they go into another prison later, and they have to break out of that one. <laughs> and then later on, the government is a prison. <laughs> prison break. So a good why argument you- for uh, writers' unions. Because if cause they'll strike if you don't like treat them well, and then your show will be dog shit for like a season and a half. Oh yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I I knew there was a writer strike. I didn't realize Prison Break was affected. I remember a lot of writer oh, strikes yeah. in the early tens, yeah. mm-hmm. late two thousands. Yeah. Why do you treat like your writers better, folks? Why do you like True Detective? <clears throat> like, what is it about True Detective that like? Besides Rust being from Texas. Rust being from Texas is a big part of it. Um, I liked the references to King and Yellow, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed just as like a nerd who likes that kind of thing. Um, part of me wishes that were it was more there was more of that, but mm-hmm. I also like the balance that they struck with it. I mean some of that stuff goes away after episode five. Yeah, because yeah, because we're focusing on them after yeah afterward. Um, it goes away for like two episodes, uh-huh. and then in eight it comes back a little bit. Yeah, but um, I mama uh, loves that TV. We gotta stop. <laughs> <clears throat> I really like Rust just in general. Mm. I Matthew McConaughey is great in this. Fucking, Matthew McConaughey is fucking, fucking everyone incredible. knows this. Matthew McConaughey is, is good at acting. I don't fucking know what to tell you. Boring ass takes. One, <clears throat> Matthew McConaughey is a good actor, and two, Matthew McConaughey does his best work of his entire career in True Detective. I don't know about that. I haven't seen Matthew McConaughey in very many things. Uh, you know what movie's good? Magic Mike. Okay. That's all there is to it. Is that I? him? He's in that movie. Yeah. I thought that was the other guy, Gambit. What? Gambit. You can't just say... <laughs> Guy who played Remy Gambit. Remy <laughs> True can't detective we... looking for Remy LeBeau instead of Remy Ledoux. Reggie Ledoux. Reggie Ledoux. <laughs> you imagine True Detective turns into a fucking X-Men thing? True Detective would be so much better if everyone was doing Gambit from the '90s cartoon accents. <laughs> have you seen? Have you heard yeah, the old? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not even gonna try to do. Um, I'm not even gonna try to do a Gambit. Re- like, reply to this tweet 
that has this podcast in it with your favorite Texan superhero. That's all I'm going to say. Is Ghost Rider Texan? Ghost Rider might be Arizonan. Uh, Ghost Rider is not from Texas. <laughs> you know his name is Johnny Blaze, which is an incredible... <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to sell drugs, you know I would be killed by Johnny Blaze. <sighs> <sighs> not to be confused with Johnny Storm. No, not to be confused with Johnny Storm. Anyway, I like to another guy who's on fire. I think <laughs> uh, he's on fire. Um, I like it a lot. It's very uh, cool, and the acting is good. I think the writing is pretty good generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the like spooky American South sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 7 is in the same space a little bit. Um, should play Resident Evil 7. That game looks rad. You really should. I think I would really like that game if I could get past the fact that I hate spooky things in video games. <laughs> yeah, same. I love spooky things generally and hate it in video games. Hi, sorry. Hi, I'm talking. Also, the last scene still makes me almost cry when I watch it, and I think it's a really good moment. And the, the way that the show kind of builds to that moment is great. And it was very impactful for me in 2014. So, Can I tell you what I could not stop thinking about during the best moments of this show? Like, the best parts of the show, you know what I was just thinking about constantly? What? Gender. Gender? This show's got so much gender in it. And... I wanted to talk to you about it last night because... Yeah, every I, time a woman came on stream, you were like, there's something gender happening here. Oh, there is extremely gender happening anytime a woman is on screen mm-hmm. in that show. That show does not pass the Bechdel test. Um, the what? Do you not know the Bechdel test? Yes, I know the oh. Bechdel <laughs> Okay. And, listen, I fucking know that the Bechdel test is not the end-all be-all of is a thing feminist or not, as if that's a useful question that means anything, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it fuck, it does not pass the Bechdel test, period. Sure. End of. I don't remember any scene with two women in it. No. Let alone speaking to each other, and if that ever happens, they're certainly talking about a man. Oh, wait. The, she talks to her mom at one point about her marriage. Yeah, she's talking about a man then. Yeah, I so, know. Yeah, that's like the only scene with two women in it talking to each other. Like, whatever. I didn't even think about that because of, like, who thinks about the Bechdel test in 2019? But I just mean that, like... So, uh, the thing that I found so compelling about the show is the way it is about gender, and, like, you know, for a show that is so powerfully about gender, and, like, that's what the show is at its core, is a show about gender, like, women um, don't get to talk to each other, you know? Mm -hmm. We do not. And when they do, they talk about men, you know? Um... And, like, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson have very complex lives. Maggie, um, played by Michelle Monaghan, has the two men. Like, that's her life, is these two men. And also her daughters, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Who who themselves act as motivations for... And so, I wanted to finish the show, because I thought... This show is about gender, right? Like, this that's what this show is about. And I wanted to finish it because I kept having all these thoughts stirring in my head. 
And I was like, okay, I'm going to see the end of the show. And at the end of the show, there's going to be the, the, the thesis statement. Like someone's going to tell me the themes, you know, and they did, they did. And you know what they did not talk about? They did not talk about gender. No. Which, which makes me think that this is a show about gender, but the people making it did not know that, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is disappointing. <laughs> How is it about gender? Um, because, like, <sighs> okay. We talk about Matthew McConaughey as the star of the show, because he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just looking at him for a second... Um, yes, please. He is... Not not in all of this show, but, mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. but in a good deal of this show... Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mama loves DP. <laughs> God and that's getting it. double penetrated by two Matthew McConaughey's. <laughs> you fucking suck. Um, I thought you were going to say something like, oh, I love that Texas barbecue or something. <laughs> Texas spit roast. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, call this podcast Big Tex and light it up. And... All of his motivation um, spins around his daughter, who was fridged before the show, um, and the marriage that falls apart because of that. But, like, everything about him um, pivots on uh, his daughter, Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, and I don't, I think if you're, Like, she gets fridged. And, like, there's just... There's, like, a very gendered thing to having the, like, good, pure daughter, like, killed. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, she she was good and she was pure. And then we see how... Um, and then he talks about... But, but also, like... That is not... But that is through the lens of Cole's philosophy. That is, like, she was pure because she was a child and she hadn't had she was a baby she didn't have the chance to mutate into this conscious that's being what, that we what, all like that's what i was about not to get pure to. in the sense that other like texts would paint would paint a child like yes it's a different more cynical yes thing for sure for sure and then we we go into woody harrelson's character uh woody harrelson's a great actor Woody Harrelson's very good. I like him in Bunraku. I like him in Zombieland. <laughs> I also like him in Z- Zombieland's a good movie. That's that Zombieland is a better Last of Us than Last of Us. That's just that's just a fact. I, Zombieland was a little ruined for me by um, like there was a moment because that movie came out when I was like fourteen, where it was just like <clears throat> let's all hang out. We don't have anything to do. We're kind of bored of our games. What are we gonna do? We're gonna put on a movie. Netflix doesn't exist yet. Or Netflix does exist, but not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not Netflix. Right. What are we going to do? Zach has a DVD of uh, Zombieland. Let's watch Zombieland for a fourth <laughs> time. I probably have only seen Zombieland four times, but I think that's three times too many. You know? Yeah. We should watch that together. No. <laughs> we could do a... Do- <laughs> I just told you I've already seen Zombieland too much. There's a TV show based on it. 
Is there really? I think so. I keep getting ads on Twitter for it. No. Anyway, you sure you're not thinking of what we do in the shadows? Yeah, I would know the difference between zombies and vampires. Thanks. <laughs> Good chance. <laughs> so we pivot to Woody Harrelson's character, and we see how living in the world has, like, poisoned him. How, in his eyes anyway, it poisons his daughter, uh, whichever the oldest daughter is. The two daughters are not given enough characterization to really... St I could not remember their names... There's the normal one and there's the goth one. Yeah, there's the there's the good one and the bad one. Um uh and then like how it, like how existing in the world poisons Maggie, like all the stuff between like Here's a, it Woody Harrelson describes himself as just a regular type of dude. Um <laughs> he literally says, "I was sort of a Regular type of dude. With a huge dick. With a giant dick. A I remember giant the line. Dick. I remember the line. Um, and, like, because of that, like, I was always watching his scenes with, like, and because of, like, experiences in my own life with people who I think are similar to him, like, I think of him as... A, a very normal dude, and two, like, what normal dudes think of himself. And he's con like he's constantly saying that he lives a very normal, regular life. Even-keeled. He's very even-keeled. He's constantly telling the interviewers that. And then we, like, smash cut to, yeah, it was just a normal day. And then it was, like, you know, him and his wife, like, about to choke each other out in some fight or something, mm -hmm. you know. They described him in the promo materials that we watched as, like, the 1950s vision of what a man should be. Yeah, and I, I really... Um, there's a scene with his father-in-law where he's very much that. It's just, like, him and his father-in-law, just, you know, two men talking about how the world is and philosophizing. The world's going downhill. All these people clamoring about their rights. Uh-huh. Which, hmm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so... I was thinking, you know... Um, and it's, like, you kind of get, like, I feel like his character is a lens on how normal men in America see themselves, normal white men in America see themselves, um, and, like, how what they talk about and what they portray themselves as is very different from the reality, um... And, like, all of that is tied up in, like, he's always talking about how he's the man of the house, how he has responsibilities. You know, family family provides you with rules, with boundaries, and, like, then it smashes cut, smash cuts to him cheat, cheating, you know. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how cheating was normal because you just had to, you know, let go a little bit. Um, and, like, he's he has a... He has a routine of, like, using women to, like, you know, avoid ever thinking about his own problems. And, like, it's all, it's all gender. And I kept expecting some big thesis about gender. And, like, I ke he keeps saying, like, you know, the investigators ask him, like, 
well, what happened between Rust and that girl he was with for a couple years? And Woody Harrelson just says, um, what always happens between men and women? And what I thought the show was leading to was like, you know, this is not, this is just what normal people think normalcy is. But like, it's not like, Lots of things can be normal or something. Like, I kept thinking there was some statement coming, and that's not what the show was talking about at all. That was mm-hmm. just a weird facet of the show. Um, and if, if it feels like I don't have any conclusion to bring about that, it's because the show doesn't have a conclusion to bring about this interesting theme that it was playing. Because it's not actually, like, looking at that. Yeah. And this is through the first part of the show, I was really into it because... You know, okay, we watched some promotional material, and there's a bit where someone says, you know, it's a very traditional procedural detective genre sort of thing, but, um, you know, it's talking about big existential ideas. And, like, these promotional materials, it's like this person is presenting it as an entirely new thing, as if no one has ever done thinking about big ideas in a detective story. I smell coffee? Are you... Are you about to talk about Twin Peaks? I'm not about to talk about Twin Peaks. I was. Oh, that sounded like a segue into Twin Peaks. But, but, but even if you ignore Twin Peaks, people have always been talking about themes and especially existentialism. No, no, no. Themes are for eighth graders. There have always been themes in detective stories, like, like always, and this show presents that as an entirely unique thing. And so, but but I like detective stories. I like detective stories about themes and ideas and so i thought this was going to be a thing that talked about themes and then had some conclusion about those themes Mm -hmm. and it had a conclusion about the broadest possible theme in storytelling but that was no i thought all the it, it talks about so much stuff and then ties off this one little bow and then there's all this other stuff that I was interested in the show. Sure. That was apparent, that to me now feels like we're paying lip service to all these ideas, but we're not I don't saying. think that they even intended to talk about gender. But, it, but then there's also a moment where I'm wondering, do they even mean to talk about gender? In episode seven, a like trans character shows up mm-hmm. and is, and it's like, I talked to you this week about si- Silence of the Lambs, a movie you haven't seen, and about how Silence of the Lambs is about the gender binary, and the reason that you introduce a trans villain into Silence of the Lambs is so that you can show that people transgressing gender norms are bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought maybe it's like, oh, we're bringing a trans character into this like heavily gendered show. Maybe I'm right. Maybe there is something coming about gender. And my most charitable read is that they just included a trans character for happenstance. My least charitable read is that um, being abused made that mm-hmm. person yeah. into a girl. That's my least charitable <laughs> read, and I think that might be what the show is going and for. I don't even know if the show sees them as a girl. No, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> it definitely like, doesn't. Yeah. That person is... Stop me if you've heard this one. This, um, like gender non-conforming character who we're introduced to uh, goes by Johnny Joni, apparently. Because mm-hmm. they're two genders. Oh, shit. It's so fu- 
it's such a regressive idea of what transness is. And, I mean, it is the idea of transness uh, that we see in Silence of the Lambs just sanitized ever so slightly. But I, I, okay, do you want me to talk about Silence of the Lambs at all? I don't know. You haven't seen it, so there's I no point in talking it. about it. People should know that Silence of the Lambs is a movie that I very much, very, 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 very much love and is also one of the most rottenly transphobic things that exists. <laughs> I am interested... I wasn't focused on the gender aspect of the show so much mm-hmm. um, because when I watched the show, I was much more cynical than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I think that is part of the arc of the show as well. About mm. being about cynicism and about optimism. Yeah, I mean the thing is that like I latched onto this subtext mm-hmm. and the show is screaming at me the text. The show mm-hmm. is trying to tell me this is what the show is about and I really latched onto this other thing that the show is not about. Mm-hmm. Uh and then got disappointed when you know, I like the show still doesn't even want to talk about really talk about abuses of power by governments Mm -hmm. like by the end of it the tunnels get like no repercussions because they're in power and like they're not connected to any of this Mm -hmm. do we want to i realize that we just kind of went into the deep end of like we didn't tell people what happens in the show it's at all. Fine. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that. I, we should I, tried, like, I tried throughout my talking about gender to at least cite specific sure. things. Uh, if you haven't seen the show and you think maybe you want to try it because of... I our, do recommend the show. Well, I recommend the on. show. I would say we should maybe give some content warnings for the show <laughs> before yes. we go into that because... Yeah. Yes. It is about child sexual abuse. It, it like that is it's systemically protected by g- governors and sheriffs and churches. Churches, especially churches. Um it's not you know, you might hear that and think it's about the Catholic Church. It's not because lots of churches have this problem. Mm-hmm. You know. Lots of structures. Structures. Yeah. Yeah, allow hierarchies even. This is where I might talk about Twin Peaks. <laughs> We all knew it was coming. We've I, been talking about our David Lynch impressions for like two days. Coop! <laughs> Coop! Mama loves that DP. <laughs> you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Coop, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> I. Coop, I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's our Twin Peaks segment. Yeah, um, <laughs> Twin Peaks segment over. Uh, oh, I was going to say something. Um, I like this show a lot. Uh, we got some tweets about it. We are not done talking about oh, stuff okay. before the tweets. Okay. Because <laughs> I do actually have thing a thing okay. I want to say about Twin Peaks and a thing I want to say about, like, I latched onto the gender. Yes. This is a show about, like, existentialism and cynicism and pessimism and... And, like, doing things in the world even if you think it's, like, pointless, cosmically pointless. Yes. 
Still taking um, actions in the world around you. And the last scene that you found so affecting that I found... I didn't like the last scene at all. Hmm. Like, I was, like, tearing up watching... Like, I, this scene is, like, the show to me. Like, so the last scene is Woody Harrelson and... Um, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I was going to call them Woody Harrelson and Rustin Cole, <laughs> which is... And they're chatting, um, you know, after everything's happened, and McConaughey talks about, like, oh, you know, because he gets injured in the final standoff with a serial killer, and he almost dies, and I, I you know, I could have embraced death. I could have gone to... And he did. And he did. Uh, and then he got pulled back into being alive. Um and, you know, they look up at the stars and think about, you know, good and evil and light and dark, all that Kingdom Hearts shit. And mm-hmm. uh, Woody Harrelson says, you look up at the sky, it looks like there's a lot more darkness than there is stars. And Woody Harrelson says... Matthew McConaughey says... Woody... <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Matthew McConaughey says, on the other hand, it used to be all darkness, and now there are just a couple stars. Now there are some stars. It used to be all dark. Now there are stars. And so the light is winning in that respect. Um, And good is triumphing over evil. Good will triumph over evil. And um, I'm not saying... But also tied in with that is when they say, we didn't get the other people in the video. Yes. We didn't catch everyone. And uh, Marty is like, we won't. That's not the world we live in. But we got ours. Mm Mm-hmm. Before this scene is, um, before this scene is kind of a montage of Louisiana landscapes we've seen. And the last thing we see is we see the cane field and we see the, the, the tree rising up out of the cane field where Dora Lang was murdered, uh, or at least her body was placed after her murder. Um, we see the scene of the first crime that starts the whole story, you know, and it fades to black and then it fades back in on the hospital and we get that last scene. I thought they should have ended on the shot of the tree. Um, I could very easily segue into talking about Twin Peaks here. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I, <laughs> but so much of the show at its most effective to me... Um, Besides the gender stuff, the show is also talking about cycles and um, time is a time circle. is a flat circle. You know, I'm always going to be investigating this crime. Those two uh, children I saved are always going to be in that room. Um, like the the hurt that humans do to each other reverberates forever and ever and ever. And I'm not saying. I I like that the show... I'm not saying that the world is as hopeless as the show presents it. I'm I'm trying to figure out how how to say what I want to say. I feel like the show makes that observation and then says, and still something is better than nothing. That's fair. I feel like the show is saying, everything sucks, people suck, people hurt each other, but we can still like do some good we can you can do some good you can get yours Mm -hmm. even if you won't catch all of them you'll catch yours and that's worth 
that's worth doing. doing. Like, that is truly it's worth, worth living doing. and doing and like acting in the world and participating in the world around you. Even if you know that cosmically it's pointless, we're all going to die and get swallowed by the sun. It's still good to do something, even if you can't stop all of the bad from happening. Like it is a good thing to fight against the darkness, even if it will eventually take us all anyway. And I agree. But even if the cycle continues, even if everything is pointless, it is still good to do the thing. It feels like by... I agree with all this, and this is why I think... You need that last scene to say that. That last scene... You need that last scene, right? But I think by not ending on the cane field, um, you do make it sound like the day was saved a little more than it was. I think... Like, they got their guy. That doesn't undo the hurt that was done. Mm. Dor- they got him. Dora Lang isn't like, going to come back to life now. No, but and like, Marty has his tearful reunion with his family. They're not going to take him back. Mm. And like, you, I don't think the show is interested in like, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Which is like... The things that happened have happened, and that's we. You have to like keep going. And I just um, there's no like attempts to pretend that you can undo hurt. Um, and I guess I just think of like so much of this genre as caught up in well, if we can catch the killer, not I'm not even gonna say this genre. I'm gonna say so much of the way that people talk to each other is caught up in. If we can catch this person who did this bad thing, and if we just impeach the president, if we impeach the president, this if will we kill the uh, evil wizard. If we kill the evil wizard, this will undo the hurt that that person caused, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Dorling is still dead, yes. you know, and like, there's no undoing, there's no saving, um, and I just find it a little disingenuous to say that cops catching a serial killer is this inherent good in the universe that um, we should definitely applaud these heroic cops for doing? Well, we should because this is an AU of Earth where cops are good. <laughs> yes. Um, like, that's I, the thing with cop shows. Yeah. You want to pretend that the cops are good. We, we can all indulge ourselves in the fantasy Listen, of, if only all cops were just this way, then things wouldn't be so bad. We know, in reality, that cops are not this way, and people, but we could all pretend. We could, like, if only the cops were good at, and, like, well-intentioned, and maybe that means that they are incredibly self-destructive. But that's okay as long as, like, they get the man. So this leads us to our first question. Let's talk about our... One of the questions we got. Also, I will say that they talked about this exact thing on Waypoint way more, like, better than we're going to do. Uh, yeah, they just recently talked about s- some similar stuff when they were talking about Mindhunter, which is not next on my list. Next on my list is probably The Prisoner, but Mindhunter... What about Prison Break? No. Michel Foucault. <laughs> <laughs> is that how that name is pronounced? No. Earthly idea. Michael Foucault. It's definitely not that. Foucault. 
Prince Zizor is a nobody. Shizor. Shizor. Whatever. Shizor. No one cares. If you like Prince Shizor, comment in the post below. I'm more of a Scyther person. So one of the questions we got um, from Chloe uh, on Twitter. Don't cop shows glorify police or does True Detective subvert that? I don't know. Um, Cop shows do glorify police. There's no... Yeah. There's no cop show I that mean, doesn't glorify police. There's no show that doesn't glorify police. Well, there's no show that doesn't glorify police. But, like... We, that is the, the, the state we live under. That is the, like, paradigm we inhabit. This will be the case. In the hypothetical that there's a cop show that um, tries to be cl- critical of the police, I still think you're being pro-police by giving... If you give a relatable cop character for people to latch on to like you are making a pro cop show true detective is true detective every now and then kind of pokes at the police and says there's too much bureaucracy no, and here's th- the thing is they say that the police are bad but there's worse things out there than cops there are worse things the out there needs than cops bad men marty we keep the other bad men from the door yes and then they have Jeracy who repose a car from a drug dealer uh-huh. and gloats about it. Yeah. Because he can just do that. Yeah. Like, this this show, every now and then, is like, look at how corrupt these police forces are. But, at the end of the day, is still about two hero cops who save the day. But not by going through the system. Uh, yes. Which is worse. I want cops to stay in the system. Please... <laughs> Please if follow you're a the cop rules. And, if you're a cop and you're listening to this, one, fuck stop. Fuck Two, you. fuck you. Three, <laughs> um, consider not going rogue and being a cool action hero. No one wants that from you. Do your job as you, like... <laughs> or don't at all. <laughs> don't do your job, period. Yeah, just quit. But, like... <laughs> yeah, like... <sighs> There, every now and then, like, True Detective kind of pokes at policing, but it's not, one, it's not critical of that. Two, even if it were critical of that, like, it's still portraying two hero cops doing hero cop things. And, yeah, like... All cop shows do this. This, like, this show especially is individuals are good, collectives are bad. Yes. When you have the police force, it's corrupt. When you have... Like, the, or even good, bad, like, effective. Like, mm-hmm. police force, ineffective. Mm-hmm. The, um, it's, it's people working together for, to, like, hide things. Mm-hmm. And it takes the individual, only the individual can, like, wedge themselves into that gap and, like, bust the thing wide open. Which is a dumb capitalist idea for dipshit capitalists. Yes. Um, capitalists want to sell you the myth that um, individuals can be heroic and save things and that we don't need to rely on each other. This is why the show frames the serial killer as the biggest villain and doesn't frame, like, the whole group as the villain. Yeah. Because even that is individualist and it wants you to, like, focus on individuals in the story, which, granted, people are easier to latch onto as characters. But the, the thing at play here is this collective... Of abusers and predators and cultists? Question mm-hmm. mark. Uh, that tr- stretches back to like long before the show starts. Yeah, 
to the point where they're like, oh, there's there's weird rocks in the woods with symbols on them mm. from devil worshippers or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, these things, like, this is kind of, this show plays with cosmic horror a little mm. bit. Like, just plays with it a little bit. Yeah. But the cosmic horror is actually, like, the the big unknowable evil thing is not a monster, it's the state. It's like... I love Alien. <laughs> Alien's my favorite movie. <sighs> I... Whatever. I mean, in Alien, it's not the state, it's the Megacorp, but... Sure. But that is the state. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, this is how, uh... This yeah. is the end of all mm-hmm. anarcho-capitalists is the state. Um... Anyway, my point being that, like, they scratch the surface of this thing that is way bigger than what they investigate Mm -hmm. because they're only two people and they can't, like, fix the world. Mm -hmm. They can only carve out this little niche. I mean, that is also a capitalist idea that you can't fix the world. Don't even try fixing the world. Don't even think about how you try to fix the world. Don't you fucking do it. (laughs) The world is fucked. The world is fucked. We all need to accept that the world is fucked. We cannot imagine another world. Don't. Mm. Fucking don't. (laughs) Anyway, uh... But... I like the show. I like the show. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Here's the thing. Ideologically, it's fucked. Rotten to the core. Eh, I don't know. Like... I mean, it's still hero cops. Like, on that front, sure. as far as its attitude toward policing goes, yes. rotten. But I still like it. And that's not the only thing that it is about. Yeah. Like, you could tell the same story about cynicism with other characters. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just, like, there are lots of shows. There are all things I consume, like, or not all things, but like 99.999% of things... I have huge ideological disagreements about, you know, all media, almost all media, hates trans people. Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorite movies. It's also one of the most rottenly transphobic things that exists. Both Mm -hmm. things... Also, Silence of the Lambs, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) pro-police. Loves police. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thinks police are rad. I just accept this and, like... Don't get my ideology from bad movies. Yeah, you got it from from Gundam instead. (laughs) Get my ideology from Gundam. Hates cops. (laughs) Hates them. Can't stand cops in Gundam. Um. Do we want to move on to the next question? Yeah. Yeah. Next question, uh, from a friend, um, who. Asked us this on their locked account. I don't know if we should say who this is. It was kind of a spicy tweet, so maybe I'll protect them from getting any, like, blowback discourse by not saying who this is. Um, but, uh, so much of True Detective's conversation at the time seemed like people way too into Mad Men and Breaking Bad encountering babies for surrealism. Is that fair, or am I jaded? I've never seen those shows. Uh, I've seen Breaking Bad. Um, I haven't seen Mad Men. Uh, earlier in this podcast, I described it as Twin Peaks for Normies. I stand by that. Um, on Twitter, I described it as um, Twin Peaks for the quote-unquote golden age of TV, which I think is a crock-of-horse-shit marketing term that we're all living with for the last ten years. Um, 
You ever notice how video games have been the same shit for eight years? Well, do you want to talk about that in a minute? Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say other than I went through, like, 2010 in video games through 2019 in video games as a Google search term, and it gave me a list of games for each year. It's just the same shit every year. Yeah. Video games have just been this stagnant goop for 10 years. I love the goop. I like the goop too, but it is stagnant and terrible. It's the worst. This is the worst medium ever created by a human. <laughs> like, I'm glad that we don't do a video games podcast. Episode 65. Video games fucking suck, dude. <laughs> the sludge of video games. Um, You know how many Arkham games came out in the last ten years? Four. <laughs> you know how many Arkham games there are? Four. <laughs> That's very funny to me. Two of those games came out twice in the last 10 years. <laughs> That's how bankrupt video games are. Last of Us came out twice in like four years. I know. Let's talk about what our friend sent in. Which is that... I like True Detective. I think it's playing in the same sandbox that Twin Peaks is. And... I wish the surrealism in True Detective went a little further honestly i so a thing is that i there was a time in my life where i watched things that i was told were weird Mm -hmm. which included fully coolie which is the best anime and uh evangelion Mm -hmm. which is an anime (laughs) but um but yeah that's kind of the space i was i was in um When uh, when I watched this show, but I was told it was weird. It's not that weird. It's not that weird. But if you're the person, sort of person who takes yourself too seriously and only watches Breaking Bad and Mad Men, and you see the one scene where he like gets a vision, like there are like two scenes where he has visions, and you're like, <gasps> oh like my, three or four. Okay, there's three or four scenes. That's not even one per episode where he gets visions, and you're like, <gasps> but you wouldn't want to. Oh think, my god, uh, so weird. I don't think that's the play here. I don't think that's what people are like reacting to. I just, I think that the- I more take umbrage with how a lot of the themes and ideas and the things I like about Twin Peaks are here, but in a format that people who buy into the golden age of TV would get into. Isn't Twin Peaks the golden age of TV? No, because the golden age of TV is Isn't Twin Peaks 2 part of the golden age of TV? Presumably. My point being, I don't think the thing here is it being weird. I think the thing here is the monologues. Can Can I explain what I mean by golden age of TV real quick? Sure. Like, it's The Sopranos, it's Breaking Bad, it's Mad Men, it's... Since... Like, people could, like, watch stuff in a marathon and, like, watch a whole show in a weekend. And it's this, like, glut of shows with anti-heroes and conflicted men who uh, are conflicted. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's, like, very much a marketing thing that, like, has been around since... I remember it coming up a lot when Breaking Bad and Mad Men were on TV. Um, And I feel like it is still a thing that is talked about a little bit. And so, like, 
Twin Peaks getting a revival is almost certainly because, oh, we're living in the golden age of TV. We should bring back Twin Peaks. But Twin Peaks being in 1992 is like much, much, much older than this thing I'm talking about specifically, which is like late 2000s through now television. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think True Detective repackages a lot of the themes of Twin Peaks and the stuff I like about Twin Peaks for that type of audience, you know? But now Twin Peaks is in that paradigm and people can just watch Twin Peaks. Yeah, and this is, once again, I sound like I'm dunking on this show a lot. Really like, the, really, really highly like recommend this show. This show. Yeah, Fu- really fucking love this show. Show's good. I, I just like all the criticisms are easier to talk about than just like, man, it's really cool when Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are in the car and just talking about the universe. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's so fucking rad every time they do that. It's good as hell. <laughs> it's rad every time like Matthew McConaughey interviews someone who like murdered children. It's really cool. So, he tells that woman to kill herself. God. That's a really good scene. Uh, you What if... Okay, but what if Matthew McConaughey uh-huh. wasn't a cop? What if he, like, acted outside the system to uh, fight crime? Uh, maybe at night. Like a dark night? Like a dark night. <laughs> Are we done talking about True Detective? Yes, we're done talking about True Detective. Tell me about... Batman. Batman? Batman. 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 <laughs> uh, we can't do this because I have a better Batman voice than you. I want to hear your Batman voice. This is my Batman voice. I used to have a Bane. Should I try my Bane? <laughs> ah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Let's do our Bane voices. <laughs> Welcome to 2009, everyone. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was... 2012. 2012. It was 2012. Jesus Christ, was time is so long. Ago. It was seven years ago. So my bat, my my Bane voice, I would kind of try to do... Killer voice. I would kind of try to do Sean Connery as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Batman! <laughs> oh, Batman. Oh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I was a flat circle, Batman. <laughs> You were born. I was born in dark, that bad. You were simply adopted by it. <laughs> Get in this fucking pit, you dumb piece of shit, Batman. <sighs> we have talked recently about revisiting the Dark Knight trilogy, and we like, talked last night about. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like there's one more thing I need to do before we move into this. Uh, is there a different, we got our David Lynch voices, we got our Batman voices, we got our... We didn't, we really only anticipated to do a Rustin Cole voice, Gordon Cole voice, <laughs> and we ended up doing Batman and Bane, so this is a good heavy, imp- impression heavy episode. <laughs> I, I could do my Joker laugh if you really want me to. I don't, I... I it's, it's pretty good. I, okay, fucking do it. No, I'm trying. Are you doing a Mark Hamill or a Heath Ledger? I fucking Joker. Fuck you. It's the goddamn Joker. <laughs> he sucks. He's the worst fucking villain in a comic book. Shut the except fuck for up. The he's obvious. great. No, fuck, the, fuck the Joker. He's great. What oh, do he's, you want? Oh, he's crazy. Woo. Yeah, what do you want? What the fuck else do you want? He's a crazy guy. Writing. He tells jokes. I want writing. Have you seen Batman the Minute? Oh, he's so well written. Whatever. The Joker fucking sucks. 
But Joker is a great villain. Fuck the Joker. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about Batman all day. Mm-hmm. Probably, I've been thinking about Batman for two days. So, the yesterday, I want to talk about Batman broadly for a second. Um, and then I have a question. I'm going to answer that question, and then we'll probably just be done with Batman talk. There's nothing specific Batman. We had a big conversation about Batman last night. We had a big conversation about Batman last night. One of the things that came out of that was that we should do podcasts about Batman, which would be not a Batman podcast. It would be, we should do podcasts about the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. Here's why we shouldn't do that. Uh, end of list. Okay, now uh, next week we're going to be talking about Batman Begins. So <laughs> send in your questions to podcast at It's not even our email address. I know, I was it's doing export. a bit. <laughs> I was doing the bit because of Aeroplane. Um, one of those movies yes. is boring and there's nothing to talk about because it's boring and but not very good. But it does have good. Killian Murphy in it, who is hot. That's true. One I mean, of, they all do a little bit. Little one of Taste of Murphy. One of those movies... Uh-huh. I don't know if you know that... If we start talking about The Dark Knight <laughs> on a podcast, I won't mean to, but I will get furious, and I will direct it at you. <laughs> I will take this burden for the content. <laughs> That movie makes me so mad. It's been, it's been years since I saw it. I want to. I want to go down this path with you. And one of and those one mo- of those movies is the Revenge of the Sith <laughs> of Batman. One of those movies would be great podcast content. Are you kidding me? Dark Knight Rises is a slim dunk, <laughs> A plus podcast. That podcast would fucking own. Everyone would love it. And they would all clap. <laughs> Everyone would finish listening to our Dark Knight Rises episode and stand up in the gas station and clap for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that would be such a good podcast. How long is that movie? Can we do a DVD commentary? It's like movie? eight hours long. <laughs> Have you seen those? It was filmed in real time. <laughs> it took 12 years to make. <laughs> the boyhood of that. Uh, it's called Robin Hood. Wait! Oh, I'm dying. So, oh. so Batman. Batman. Here's the thing I actually want to talk about, which is bigger than Batman, and I'm going to focus it oh, shit. through Batman. Because we've talked about this a lot in the last few weeks, um, just out and about. Like, when we go out, usually Cyberpunk? I end up talking about this. We Do we want to have our co- Cyberpunk? We should, we should revisit Cyberpunk on this podcast, because we, had, we, we figured out why it's dead and bad. Yes, we did do this. And it's Deus Ex's fault. That's your teaser. <laughs> Deus Ex ruined Cyberpunk. Yeah. That's just a true fact. Yeah. Um, Fuck that game. I've never played or seen <laughs> that game. I only know like three no things about it. No one's played that game. <laughs> Except Patrick Clefing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh. So, in the like year before and the like four months after I started to transition... I became a really big comics fan. I was reading a lot of comics. It was it was leading up to that before then. Like, I'd 
because of the Marvel movies and whatever, I started mm-hmm. to become more and more of a comics fan. And so there's a weird thing um, where I have a comics fan in me, but <laughs> there are two wolves inside of you. One what likes is- Western comics, one likes manga. <laughs> you are... Oh, you're just... That's... It's pretty normal. It's pretty normal. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, and so like, one, it's hard for me to like read comics right now because I have a lot of emotional baggage that I just tie to that time in my life when I think mm-hmm. about, like, if I just look at the cover of the Court of the Owls, I just kind of like go back to that moment in my life where I was reading that, you know, and like, whenever it was. Because I didn't, I did not read that in 2011 when it came out. Um, and like, the other thing is that like, I don't know if you've looked at Twitter in the last two years. Comics are fucked. Oh yeah. Like, Comics Gate, like, is just. Uh, it's. There are so many Nazis in comics, and like. Like Captain America like Captain America. And the thing the thing that actually got me to stop reading comics for a while is the realization that Marvel and DC kind of wanted all those right-wing shitheads more than they wanted me, mm-hmm. you know? And they they pay lip service to me, you know. They put out Eternity Girl. They they let Gerard Way edit Vertigo stuff and or it's not Vertigo, it's Young Animal, but it's Vertigo. Um, and, like, do Doom Patrol. Where to go to the polls. Like, they pay lip service to folks like me, but they want the Nazis, and they don't want me, and so it's been really disheartening. Maybe not want to get into comics, but, or get back into comics, or maybe fall, fall off of comics is how I would say it. Um, but, like, through all of this, I do have two comics books pot, two comic book podcasts that I've continued listening to, just because I kind of like the hosts. I'm not really gonna recommend either on this show. It's it's Wait What and War Rocket Ajax. Both of those are shows hosted by middle aged cis hetero white men, um, who like are seemingly woke, but, like, I really can't rec- recommend you just dudes being dudes podcasts in good faith. Mm-hmm. It's just that I've listened to them for so long that it's comfort. Uh, sure. And, like, so, like, I just had, like, a... I have this, like, six-month backlog of War Rocket Ajax that I've been listening to all week, uh, and, like, it just makes me want to read comics. Someone mentioned Dark Knight, Dark City on that show, and I was like... Dark Knight, Dark City is really fucking good. You know what's good? Batman comics from the 70s. Those are fucking good as shit. (laughs) Strange apparitions fucking rules. you stop knocking the desk into the wall, please? Yeah, I guess I can do that. Um, And, like, I guess it's been focused on Batman a lot um, because, also, I, I know why it's focused on Batman, and I can now finally bring you back into this conversation rather than just rambling about my feelings and using this podcast as a therapy session. Um, which is that Arkham Knight was free on PS Plus this month, so I downloaded it. I also downloaded it. Well, I didn't download it. I per- quote-unquote purchased it. You know what else was free this month? Darksiders 3. 
You uninstalled that game in front of my very eyes. I you... died twice in a row on the same thing, and then I uninstalled the game. <laughs> game seemed uh, really bad. It was fun. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. It's It was a hell of a lot more fun than Darksiders 1, I'll tell you that. Low bar. Low fucking bar. That game sucks. Mm-hmm. Petroclipic, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are we so mean to Petroclipic on this episode? No I one got... else is going to be. <laughs> you know no one else is going to be. I like Patrick. I also like Patrick. I was joking about how everyone is always mean to Patrick Clip. Oh, okay. Honestly, though, Patrick, I'm not with you on this one. Patrick Klepik does talk about Darksiders at every opportunity, and it is really weird. No one likes that game as much as he does. No one. The people who made it don't <laughs> like it. Todd McFarlane himself doesn't like Darksiders as much as Patrick Klepik does. For a second, I had... <laughs> I had, um... And we've talked about this before on the podcast during the White Lotus days. I had Darksiders and Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning <laughs> mixed up in my head. No one likes Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Certainly not the state of Rhode Island. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Arkham Asylum. Maybe not my top 10 video games that exist, but definitely top 15. I definitely hear people talk about that game like it's fucking Super Metroid. Which, also overrated, but that's neither here nor there. Here's the thing. Super Metroid is not as good as Metroid Zero Mission. Or Fusion. Or Fusion. Super Metroid Metroid is a good game. Sure. I like Zero Mission and Fusion better. Yes, they are fundamentally better. I don't know about that. I just think I like those better. <laughs> I think from the from the ground up, they're better games. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will concede that point because I I don't know that I agree, but I also don't know that I care to argue with you on it. That's you know? how I win everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arkham Asylum's really fucking good. It's one of my favorite games, even though the ending is shit, dog shit. I mean, what is the ending of that game? <laughs> oh, the Joker becomes big. <laughs> he gets so big. The Joker gets big. He gets massive. Who I remember playing that and thinking, this isn't what the Joker does. No, it's not. The end of the game should there should not be a final boss fight. Listen, Arkham jo- City ends with the uh, Batman walking out of a p- building holding the Joker like fucking Pieta. So like, <laughs> you know what? Arkham City fucking sucks. Shit ass game. Terrible. I think it's better than Arkham Asylum. You're wrong. You're fucking wrong. There's more costumes in it, therefore it's objectively better. (laughs) That's the reason I got into Arkham City, is because I liked all the costumes and all the references and shit. Even though I'm not invested in that mythology, I enjoy, like, looking at mythology. But, I downloaded Arkham Knight because I've been having this little hankering for Batman. And, Mm, just a little, little, kind of taste. You just want a little taste of Batman. And I'm probably gonna read um like two years ago i got um the archie goodwin walt simonson run on batman which is like some books they did in the 70s or 80s um that's just like good shit it's got manhunter in it um the martian no different weirdly different (laughs) there's um miss martian's great uh i'm probably gonna read those because i want to read those um and I'm probably going to play Arkham Knight because it's, one, 
it's been long enough that I've forgiven City for its sins of being bad. You know, I've I've let go of City being so bad. <laughs> like both of those games are bad. No, they're not. One of them is great. I I disagree. One of them is like a fucking incredible video game. Mm. One of them's so good, and one of them is middling. I love to walk around in detective vision 24-7 to make sure that I get everything. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I don't know. It looks cool. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm not going to argue about this with you. <laughs> and so I want to play Arkham Knight because, one, I can forgive. I can, I can come into this with fresh eyes. I think I came into City overhyped, and I can come into this and be like, okay, Arkham Knight might be okay. It's not going to be as good as Asylum. It's got Batmobile in it. It might not even be good as City. It does have a Batmobile in it. I love that. You know. Skip, you know I love the Batmobile. <sighs> Comics are a fucking mistake. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, I'm probably going to play Arkham Knight this week or something. Okay. Next month, the free game is Last of Us? Is that true? I'm not going to fucking play Last of Us. I'm not going to risk downloading that game and putting <clears throat> two pennies into Naughty Dog's pockets. Fuck Naughty Dog. That's fair. Fuck Naughty Dog. Um, and so, I don't know. We had a big, broad conversation about Batman yesterday and about how much yeah. I like Batman. I really fucking like Batman. You like Batman a lot, and I have not been, like, graced with a Batman thing that I really hooked onto because, uh, Here's the thing. The stories that I want to tell would never be told with Batman characters, so, like, shrug. Here's the thing. The, the weird thing about... The best Spider-Man thing does not exist. <clears throat> By which I mean... I'm uh, gonna, excuse me, Amazing Spider-Man 2 does exist. <laughs> they which, have a music video in the middle of that fight scene. <laughs> Which is to say, uh huh. I like Spider-Man one best. You like Spider-Verse best. Someone else might like Venom. Venom. Someone else might. Someone else might really like. You know, Shattered Dimensions. The first thirty-five issues of Spider-Man. People really like the Stanley Steve Ditko Spider-Man. Some people really like the John Romita Senior Spider-Man. There's no universally agreed upon best Spider-Man thing. There is a universally agreed upon. Everyone who likes Batman knows and accepts in their heart that the animated series is the best Batman thing. Batman will never no, get any better. What? Batman will never get better than the animated series. It's perfect. It's the best Batman thing. It's what? great. It's amazing. This, what is this? This is a terrible way to look at, like, art. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and you are not going to like the animated series. No, so I don't... but I am going to watch it with you. On the condition that you watch Batman Beyond with me, because in my heart, I feel like that's a better show. One, I will watch Batman Beyond with you, because that show's great. Two, you would fucking love Batman Beyond. I can't believe I'm... I started talking about this <laughs> bullshit, because of course you would love Batman Beyond. Of that's course a perfect I would. Nora show. <laughs> like, if Batman Beyond's really good. If, if I'm going to like any Batman, it's probably going to be Batman Beyond. Also, that's what I saw when I was a child. Yes, Batman Beyond is super good, and you would really like Batman Beyond. It's a shame that the Batman Beyond suit looks like absolute fucking trash in Arkham City. (laughs) I thought you were going to say in general, which I was going to... it's cool. 
I don't love it, but I do like it. And it's so like I was a going to laugh. Suit. I was going to laughingly agree with you and just like let you have this or no, something. No, in Arkham City specifically, it looks it, like trash. <laughs> it does look like trash. Um, yeah, I bought all the costumes because I love that shit. Um, also, I love being able to play as Nightwing. Nightwing's great. Nightwing's cool. I like um, Nightwing. I'm going to play Arkham Knight this week. I want to I wanna go in that game <clears> and I want to just try to like it. I don't want to try and love it. I just want to get my just a little dose of Batman, and I want to try reading more comic books. People talk a lot about Batman. As we like, there's a question that we got on Twitter. We talk. We got a question on Twitter. We got a question from M about Batman. We got a question from M about Batman. What is the question? Uh, I'm scrolling through my Twitter to try and find it because I was in your mentions, not my own mentions. You're always in my mentions. <clears throat> I wanted to make some broad point about Batman. I don't have any broad point. I've just been thinking about Batman, and yeah, that's that's all there is to it. I've just been thinking about him, and I wanted to talk about him on the podcast. Do you want me to help I you scroll- find the... I was in the media tab, not in the replies tab. I'm now just looking at M's Twitter, which is perhaps the least efficient way to find this. Oh, Jesus <laughs> I got really anxious because you put me on the spot and I didn't have it up. I'm sorry. You just were like, hey, have <laughs> the fucking thing. Got ready to why go. Why is Dick Grayson such a better Batman and why do adaptations keep removing the Bat family when they're the main reason Batman rules? So, I wanted to talk about how I would be way interested in Bat family shit if, like, it were a different group of characters. Maybe they weren't all dudes. Let me tell you about Batgirl. She's great. Okay. Barbara Gordon's Barbara Gordon is the best character in the Bat Family. <clears throat> Barbara Gordon is the second best character in the Bat Family. We're gonna rank. We're gonna rank Bat Family characters real quick. Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon, <clears throat> Bruce Wayne, Damian Wayne, Jason Todd. Uh. James probably goes between Barbara and Bruce. My my ranking is two names long. Mm. <laughs> it's Batman and goddamn Robin. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's Bluebird and then Dick Grayson. Um, I don't know much about Bluebird. She's an, the newest one from like four years ago. She's you know who's bisexual. You know who's rad? Cassandra Kane. Cassandra Kane is rad. But what if trans mm-hmm. Batgirl? What if trans? Um, can't argue with that. Can't. Um, but it's just like the stories about families and traditions and legacies and like things being passed on are way more interesting to me if there's any any attention paid at all to gender. Mm-hmm. Which I have never gotten the impression that uh, Batman deals in such themes. No, not really. So, you know. Um, gender like, is definitely... <clears throat> the inherited... Inherited responsibilities and in- inherited like paradigms are much more interesting to me through that lens, and I don't think that Batman really wants to do that. To my recollection, they never make it about manhood. You know, I can't remember a sure. Bat Family story that's about manhood. It's always <clears throat> trying to go for something more universal. But of course, in going for something universal, it always puts in these white men. You know, um, um. So why is Dick Grayson the best Batman? It's actually been a couple years since I've read any Dick Grayson Batman stories, but he is definitely a better Batman than Bruce Wayne. Um, like, for sure, for sure, for sure. So I couldn't 
tell you why off the top of my head. I could tell anyone read. I could tell anyone reading this podcast <laughs> or Our listening readers. to it. Our Our <laughs> people <clears throat> should go read, and this is going to sound dumb. Of you're, course it is. You, you're all going to laugh. We're all going to have a nice laugh about what if phone, but too much. But this is before. Oh. There's a really good <laughs> Scott Snyder story from the before the New 52 called Batman and the Black Mirror. I don't get it. It's the show. It's the name of... There's the show called Black Mirror. What's the, that? What if phones but too much? Oh, God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> if there were too much there phones, like you'd that fuck a pig. On TV. <laughs> They're really open with that, huh? That's really where it started. <clears throat> That's the only episode I've seen. That's the only episode my mom's seen. <laughs> Anyway, I was just going to say that that's an episode of uh, Last Airbender, but then you went and made it about pig fucking. (laughs) What if scrolls but too much, and then you die in the desert? Fuck, dude. Fuck. What if scrolls but too much? (laughs) Oh, fuck The Legend of Korra. Fuck that show. Fuck that show! We had a conversation... In a Buffalo Wild Wings last week about how much we hate Glacier of Korra. God. This show fucking sucks ass. It got us together. It did get us together. So there's something. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> the uh, only two women who have ever gotten together because of like... <laughs> <laughs> We've actually kissed. <laughs> Before we disappeared from the screen forever. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I don't remember why I like Dick so much better as Batman. Other, (laughs) (laughs) but I do, I do love Dick so much. I think he's a really great character. Uh, People should just read Batman and the Black Mirror. It's good shit. No, yeah, Dick's great. I I mean, all DC comics are at their best when they're talking about legacy. Like, I feel like DC, but not legacies. No, Legacy of Tomorrow. Not Legacies, the vampire show? Not the vampire show. Oh. Um, Are you like, excited for season two of no. Legacies? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. <laughs> I wanted to... Mm, we can wait until we're done with Batman to talk about vampires, but... Um. <clears throat> but yeah, I just like... I feel like all all DC Universe stuff is at its best when it's talking about legacy <clears throat> and like yeah. mythologizing and passing of the mantle down to the next generation. Um, and like Dick Grayson is just one of the best versions of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great when you know Bruce can't understand Damien and can't help Damien be a good ramen, but Dick can. Dick is very good at it. It's good and cute, and I like it. Um, yeah, who's a great Robin? Who? Jason Todd. You would think that. I don't know anything about Jason Todd. Is he the hacker? No. That's... Fuck. We didn't even talk about Tim Drake on that fucking... (laughs) I just has nobody really... Like, I know he's got a burger chain, but I don't really know anything. um, I don't know what this joke is. There's a burger chain called... Oh, like, Fast Casual. I don't know. Like, like TGI Fridays. Anyway, it's like a, 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 a restaurant called Red Robin... Uh, they go, Red Robin, yum. That's not Tim Drake. Oh. 
<clears throat> there are people who really have an affection for Tim Drake, but I wasn't like. Which one is Tim Drake? Tim Drake was the '90s Robin in the comics. But did he become Red Robin? No, Jason Todd became Red Robin. I thought Jason Todd oh. fucking died. Do you want me to actually fucking explain this real quick? I mean, you seem like very frustrated with me right now, and I was <laughs> just asking a question. Because you keep interrupting me. I'm sorry. You keep interrupting me to tell a really long rope joke about a fast food chain that I it's didn't get. Not fast get. food. You have to sit down. <laughs> okay. Dick Grayson was the first Robin. Yes. He became Nightwing. Yes. So they brought in Jason Todd, who had the same backstory. No one liked Jason Todd because he was an edgy teen, so they killed him. Yeah. He eventually comes back as Red Robin as a... No, he comes back as a bad guy, Red Hood. Yes. After he's Red Hood, he becomes Red Robin. Um, Yep. Tim Drake, uh, after Jason Todd dies, Tim Drake becomes Robin because Tim Drake is just, like, such a good detective kid that he, like, deduces Batman's identity. Um, Which, when you think about it, is, like, not that... Yeah, sure. Anyone could fucking figure out Bruce But this Wayne's is a Batman. world where nobody can tell that Clark Kent is Superman because he has glasses. But sometimes that's believable. I don't believe that. Sometimes it's pretty believable. No. There's a there's a really good bit. I don't remember where I saw this recently. What does Tim Drake become? I don't know. I think he's just kind of Robin until he's not or something. I don't remember. Okay. I don't know much about Tim Drake because he's very much a 90s character and I... Don't I haven't read a lot of '90s comics. I'd like to. I hear Tim Drake's really rad. I just don't know. Much I just about wanted him. to know, like, if he has his own like Nightwing, Red Robin, like, not to my recollection. Um, and then after <clears throat> Tim Drake's popularity wanes, Damien becomes Robin. Damien's popularity wanes because he's yes. Um. Uh 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 uh. uh. The other part of this question was, why do adaptations keep removing the Bat family when they're the the main reason Batman rules? Because, like, Batman is aimed at, like, 20-something angry young men um, who think that having a family is stupid um, and who don't recognize that Batman only works with the context of Robin, and if you remove Robin from Batman, you've just removed the best thing about Batman. Robin is the best thing about Batman. Currently, uh, Tim Drake is Red Robin. Okay. But Jason Todd has also been Red Robin. Red Robin looks bad. Like, the costume sucks. I don't remember the costume. Can I see it? Yeah, let me... Um, yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> Batman the Animated Series is the best Batman thing because it's so much about... Um, it's just Robin with a cowl. That's fine. It's fine, but it looks like a... Is that a Jamie McKelvey design? What is that? Uh, you can see the signature. I can't fucking read that. It doesn't look like Jamie McKelvey. Anyway, uh, it looks Not like someone's... that I would know that off the top of my head. It looks like someone's like just off, just off from Batman OC in a superhero RPG. Yeah, um... Yeah, the the Bat family is the best thing about Batman, and like the reason that adaptations take him out is because they think that's stupid ch- kids shit. They're wrong. Christopher Nolan is wrong and can suck my dick. Um, he'd be very bad at it. Um, Batman the animated series is the best because it's becomes Batman and Robin Adventures or whatever it is. Why can't? We had this, like, moment where everyone wanted to tell dad stories, and that never translated into Batman movies. I don't know. 
is Batman, like, is movie Batman just a completely different set of expectations from... I kind of think so. Yeah. I really think so. Because I think even, like, you know... The Court of... Like, like, let's just take the Court of... The Court of the Owls, um, which is, like, a 2011, like, really popular story. Um, Are there owls in it? There are some owls in it, yes. O.W. Owls? Ordinary wizard exam... What is it? Official wizarding license? I don't know for sure. Anyway. Um... Mutes. Um... Court of Owls. Court of Owls. Like, that's not a very Robin-centric story. Like, Robin is... Like, the Robins are around in Court of the Owls, but they're not there that much. But, like, it's still, like... By the Robins existing, I just think of Batman in such a different context than I think of, like, the Dark Knight trilogy Batman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I can... I'm just thinking about film Batman, but with Robin, uh, which has existed technically... I mean, um, I've only the only the guy the, from NCIS. Uh, the LA, only is that right? It was Robin in Batman and Robin, the movie. Why would I know that? Why would I know anything about NCIS LA? Was that the right? What was the first NCIS spinoff? Was that LA? I don't know anything about true. NCIS. <laughs> I just realized that not everyone has seen six or seven seasons of NCIS <laughs> the way that I have. I just, like, had a moment where I'm like, oh, that's not a universal experience. <laughs> Never mind. The only of the 90s uh, Batman movies I've seen is the 89 one, so whatever. But, like, the only the only of the older Batman movies I've seen is the first Tim Burton one. I haven't even seen the second Tim Burton one, let alone the two other ones. What's the one before Batman and Robin? Batman Forever? Is right? It's Batman Forever and then Batman and Robin or something. Yeah. Maybe the other I think way I've around. seen Batman Forever as a child. Yeah, I definitely saw Batman and Robin as a kid. I definitely saw like as a kid, but it's I don't have any recollection of it really. I don't have I haven't seen Batman and Robin, but you know what I did see several times as a kid. Hmm. Well, as like a teenager. <clears throat> uh, the Batman and Robin nostalgia critic review. This is really just digging up all our bad internet history, huh? Listen, I had to log into my old, my dead name Google account so that we could watch True Detective. And, uh, those YouTube recommendations stick around. Mm-hmm. They do. They sure do. Um. <clears throat> do you want to, I've talked a lot today. Yeah. Do you want to talk about vampires? And just, vampires. you want me to get the fuck out of the way and let you talk about vampires? I don't have as much to say about vampires as you had to say about Batman. I didn't mean to talk so much about Batman. It's just that comics and wanting to read, like, wanting to read comics again, like, it's really got my brain churning. I've also just been going through this, like, thing where I'm like, oh my god, I'm only going to live, like, 85 years or something and in that I will not experience all the things that I want to experience like oh mood yeah let go that that's been that's been hitting me like a truck oh yeah um that's the good shit because I also right before I thought I should start reading some comics I thought like I should download some emulators 
And that's not even getting into things like, oh, I should learn to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, that's not even like... Like they say in the show, in True Detective, Matthew McConaughey says, you only got time to get get good at one thing yeah. in life. He, only, he says, you only got time to get good at one thing, so be careful with what you pick, and then nails a picture of a serial killer to a wall, <laughs> which is a good moment. Or a picture of a missing child. That show's really good. Uh-huh. That show's good. I know I chat on it a lot. It show's really good. It's really fucking good. Uh, vampires. Vampires. I read a book this week called A People's History of the Vampire Uprising, and I thought maybe this would be, like, what I want out of vampire stories. Um, Was it? No. <laughs> um, I'm very interested in vampires. I have a very specific vision of them uh, in my work that explores, like, transness and vampirism in similar, like, parallels. I wrote a game about that called Facade. About uh, living as a vampire under the expectations of humanity. And the basic like pitch for that is that all of the elements of vampirism that people assume. Things like beauty and strength and pred- uh, being a predator and all that other stuff are all social expectations of vampires more than they are innate truths. And navigating those expectations in the world. That's what I wrote that game about. Uh, uh, no one else cares about vampires in that way that I do. Um, I really enjoy vampires through that lens. Uh, and I've been writing a lot through that lens lately. Um, this isn't that. No. Uh, it's a virus, and they pass it along to other people, but they only recreate the people who are super smart and wealthy and, like, the best of the best people, and their logic is completely inhuman and incomprehensible, and, like, they have people in all these branches of government, and they have the Gloaming Council, which is this secret organization that, like, funds protests and, like, gets laws changed to, like, protect them. They wanted, they, there's a big battle over whether vampirism counts as a protected disability. And this book is written by a lawyer, so there's, like, lots of legal shit in this book. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, the conclusion they come to is that technically it is a disability, but it's not protected because the people who have vampirism know they're going to get it. And that intentionally caused disabilities are not protected legally, the same way that those that are acquired by happenstance. Mm -hmm. You look like you're about to say something. No. You talking about this gave me a segue to something to talk about later. But I want you to talk about what you have to talk about, because this is like, once you finish with this, we can... This book is, like, jumps around in perspective a lot. It reads like it is pieced together from different interviews with different people or different memoirs from different people. Uh, it's a book about vampires that jumps around through journal entries, which is a... Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh! Yeah. It's a new sort of thing. Yeah, never been done before. <clears throat> anyway, I started reading Dracula yesterday, <laughs> and it fucking rules. <laughs> I'm, like, a chapter or two in, and he hasn't gotten to the castle yet, but... So, I've been really enjoying it. So, Anna has a theory, mm-hmm. and 
we're going to put this podcast out into the world and everybody's going to listen to it and disprove this theory. But Anna has a theory that I also subscribe to, mm-hmm. which is that people either really love Dracula as a book or really love Frankenstein as a book. And that people who like uh, one... the two gen- genders. People r- seem to really <clears throat> like one and not really like the other. Okay. I subscribe to this theory because I think it is true of me. I would probably put Frankenstein in my top five, perhaps top ten, but probably top five books. I have read Dracula twice and have never cared for it. I'm liking it fine so far. You, In fairness... You are in the best part of the book, in my opinion. Before Dracula shows up? <laughs> I mean, the... Okay. Can I spoil Dracula for Before you? Before they start fighting Dracula? Yeah, can I spoil Dracula for you? You can't. <laughs> He's gonna go to the castle. I've played Castlevania, and in the Castlevania timeline, Dracula, the book, is a canon event. <laughs> I know. There are characters Great. in Dracula, the book... That share a bloodline that are a branch of the Belmont clan. They have the Belmont warlord chromosomes. <laughs> <laughs> the return. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the Belmont warlord the chromosomes. Morris, the Morris family is either a branch of the Belmont family or are just very, very close friends. Everything and- with Jonathan... Going to the castle, after he leaves the <clears throat> castle is when the book loses me a little I bit. didn't know he leave the, left the castle. This is I what mean, I was worried I about know. spoiling right. Dracula with Because there's like a chase. He, it's like he, a chase or something. He leaves the castle about a third of the way through the book, I think, and I don't care for it as much afterward. It's a good, it's a good book that I don't care for, is what mm-hmm. I will say. Um, and like I say... <clears throat> Read it once because I was supposed to in college. Read it once for fun in high school. Never never clicked with me. The thing I really want to do after this mm-hmm. is I'm going to read Carmilla. I really want to read Carmilla. If you read Carmilla, I'm going to read Carmilla, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, hell yeah. And then um, we can watch the web show Carmilla. Yeah, we can. <laughs> which I watched like two and a half seasons of a few years ago. Oh, really? I fucking loved it. Okay. Like, I'm not going to say, laugh. I'm not going to call it high art. I was going to watch it to dunk on it, but if it's just actually good, no, I would love to I just mean, well, actually watch. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I It's like, do you want, like, um, it's like YA. It's like a YA web show. I mean, like, we all. I'm just trying corner, to, like. This corner of the internet, we all dunk on YA a lot. <laughs> Sure. I like YA. It's a little... I like my fun popcorn reads. I don't know. I will say it's like... It's a little bit like... Liberal feminist? White feminist? Yes. But, um... Also, it's gay? Also, the acting and the chemistry between the the main uh, couple is good, and... I enjoyed the show. I didn't finish it. I also just like the constraint of... We're going to tell, like, a YA book story... But everything that happens outside of this dorm room, we just talk about. We don't show anything. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I mean, like, um... <clears throat> like... Rainbow Rowell is not a great From writer. No. I thought that was a Gundam character. I'm... Rainbow Rowell. That's... That's Rombo Rawl. Rombo Rawl. Rainbow Rowl. Okay. Rowl. Rawl. I don't know. Anyway, 
is not a great writer, but she did write she did write a very liberal white feminist uh, book about boys fucking um, that like helped me realize, who boy, I would love to be a boy and take it in the ass. <laughs> you can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> like, why? I mean, listen. Anytime I have uh, the 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 lens through which my attraction to boys is at its highest is through the perspective of a POV character who is a boy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like that's just true. Like, there's a lot of bad YA out there. Certainly, there's a lot of YA. There's a lot of YA. <laughs> um, but there's <clears throat> like something in the genre that I respond to, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that book, though it is a little bad, has a place in my heart because yeah. we're all about earnest enjoyment of art here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I think, I think I just wanted to talk about it because like you mentioned that show and I knew it was kind of in a YA space because I was on Tumblr when that show was coming out and all the yeah. YA blogs I followed were talking about that show. And so I wanted to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to dunk on that Carmilla Webb series. And then you just were, like, earnestly enjoying it. And yeah. I was like, I should just cop to, like, I earnestly enjoy some shit like this. No, sure. I should be like, honest with there's myself. No, there's no shame here. Like, the show is fun. I should just be honest um, with myself and not try to, like, dunk on a thing before I've even seen it. Like, we spent an hour here talking about True Detective. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's, like, any more meritorious than... Than fucking Carmilla. Yeah. Like, True Detective is just as trashy as anything else. It's just that people with money like True Detective, and therefore uh-huh. it is more canonized than, like... <clears throat> if Carmilla had the budget of True Detective, that show would be fucking good as hell. <laughs> that show would not just take place in a dorm room. No, it would, and it would be even better, you know? <laughs> it's just, like... I don't know. I like that show. I'm I never, imagining... never finished it. There's, like... I'm imagining... <laughs> What if Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey as lesbian vampires? <laughs> we should watch The Hunger. Shit, we should watch The Hunger. You want to watch a lesbian? Yes. You want to watch a lesbian vampire movie from okay. the seventies? Yeah, yeah. David Bowie's in it too. As a lesbian? I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I just know that like if you like vampires mm-hmm. and queer shit, like All The right. Hunger is like a thing that people point to as like down. a thing. Oh yeah. Anyway. I have a very particular vision of vampires when I write them, and most people don't care about exploring vampires in that way. Even, like, Monster Hearts, which is about teenage monsters and, like, that kind of thing. It's, like... And, like, queer monstrosity, it's still, like, very interested in vampires being predators, and I'm not necessarily... Mm. Like, I don't know. I've always liked vampires in fiction, and I've always wanted them to be the like protagonists and be the good guys. Mm-hmm. There's I relate to vampires a lot. That's why I put it in my Twitter bio. Yeah. And we've been at it for almost two hours. That's a that's a phrasing. We've been going at it for almost. We've been two like hours. just, just like we've just been. I've just been sipping here, sitting here, <laughs> sipping my DP for almost two hours. Yeah, uh, we had a lot to talk about, which is great. And we got some good questions from the audience, which is also great. Yeah. Uh, I hope all of those folks listen to the podcast. And, I should uh, double check, because I thought I saw one more reply to your tweet, but I didn't know if it was a joke one. I'm going to go. I think that was causing me just saying, yes, I would also like to 
but I thought I saw one more. You okay? Let me just. <clears throat> Uh, Who would win in a fight, Batman or Count Chocula? Batman. Uh, He's fucking Batman. Hmm. You He's know, when fucking you, Batman. When you put it that way, yeah. Has, has Batman ever fought a vampire? Yes, often. Oh, okay. Uh, follow up, oh, oh, oh. And who could... And could Count Chocula beat Blade in a fight? No! Have you seen Blade? No, but I have seen Blade 2. Remember when we just watched Blade 2 and didn't watch Blade? That was so good. You know the movie's good as fuck as Blade 2. Blade 2. Blade 2 fucking owns. Fucking rules. (laughs) There's some weird shit in that movie, but also it's good. Yeah, there's some weird shit in that movie. Some really weird shit about what vampires represent in that movie. mm, Okay, Guillermo del Toro, my favorite director. Sure. By Country Mile. Love him. How much is a Country Mile? (laughs) How many feet's that? 5,281. Why? (laughs) I don't know. I tried to come up with a funny joke. Um, You know what movie you should not watch because it's bad? Blade? Kronos. Oh, I don't know. Kronos is uh, Del Toro's first movie, and it is about vampires. And you're like, Del Toro, vampires. You shouldn't uh, have two great, great together. Just like blood. It's very bad. Oh, it's not. It's it's it. You know it's, what? It's very. It's <clears throat> not very bad because it's like morally bad, or it's just it's his first movie. Sure. Like he just um, doesn't know what he's doing yet. I will say. Yeah. While we're on the subject of. Being open and earnest and honest about things we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of vampires, and speaking of YA books, I used to be quite the Twilight fan. Oh, I did too. You know you know the part in New Moon where like there's nothing printed for like 20 pages? You know that part? Uh-huh. I cried for like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was a huge Twilight fan, and then I stopped being a Twilight fan because I was like, all the other boys in school were telling me that Twilight was bad, and I wanted to be a cool boy, and so mm-hmm. I decided I hated Twilight, too. I think Twilight's fun. I definitely went on the very standard arc of, like, oh, I like Twilight. Oh, Twilight is kind of, like, problematic. But also, like, I just earnestly enjoyed this piece of art, and, like, yeah, I can it's live, like, I can acknowledge the flaws in it and, like, the ways that it is a harmful text. I but, went through... yeah. Really earnest fan of Twilight. Hating Twilight because it was cool to hate Twilight and I wanted to fit in. Mm -hmm. There was also, there was a weird thing with reading Twilight in 8th grade. I was like legitimately truly connecting with like female friends and like other girls in like my group that I'd never connected with before. You know, like I had never Mm -hmm. done that before then. And it was like, oh cool, I have friends who are girls. This is great. And didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't didn't put all those. Didn't connect all of those dots. Of course not. Of course not. But like, and then it was like, started losing all those friends because I started like dunking on Twilight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <clears throat> after I hated Twilight, it was co- because it was cool to hate Twilight. Then I hated Twilight because of all the abortion stuff, huh. <laughs> and the the abstinence and the weird, Jesus, Christ. the weird shit. And now I'm just like. Twilight is terrible. Also, 
I have so many fond memories of reading Twilight. It's Twilight so trashy and good. It's kind of cool. It's and also, like, has some... so racist, too. Oh, it's racist. We all talk about the sexism. We don't talk about the racism enough, I feel like. It's, yeah, it's got a, it's got a fair share of, of uh, issues. And also, like, was very meaningful at a certain point in my life. And I can recognize both aspects of this. I have not... I've only listened to two or three episodes of Summer Twilight Book Club. Um... I didn't keep up because... A podcast because, from the Orange Groves. A pod, podcast from the Orange Grove. I didn't keep up because I didn't want to reread the books, and I felt like it's been long enough I would have just had to reread to understand what they were talking about. But the three episodes I listened to were fucking excellent. I really, like... If you have, like, fond memories of Twilight, if you have not-so-fond memories of Twilight, if you want to just understand, I really genuinely recommend Summer mm. Twilight Book Club. Yeah. And, like... I was listening to that not two or three days ago. Yeah, like... Jeff Gersman voice. <laughs> Jeff Gersman voice. I was listening to that podcast not two days ago. <laughs> um, like, legitimately, like... Also, if you like this, jokes about edging. If you like jokes about edging, first of all, you're at the right podcast. Second of all, <laughs> we have another amazing <laughs> podcast for you to listen to, but you have to finish this podcast before yes. you're allowed to go hear more jokes we about have edging. To... You have to... You really have to wait yeah. and finish our podcast uh-huh. before uh-huh. you can have your other jokes now, about edging. We're going to wait a, about three more minutes. Uh-huh. we got to hit that two-hour mark. Yeah. At we're point. at 157. Yeah. I mean, plus intro music and outro music, we're going to hit two hours, but still. I mean, is there anything I needed to cut? I mean, I'm going to cut the first <clears throat> two minutes and, right. like, put those... Because we want to open on your Rustin Cole impression. <clears throat> Listeners, I'll just tell you this now. You heard us open on the Rustin Cole impression. There's like two minutes of not that funny audio that I'm just going to cut and put after the credits music here at the end. If you want to hear two not very funny minutes, you can have it. If you don't care, when you get to the song after this, the podcast is over. (laughs) This is like if every Marvel movie had Captain America (laughs) saying, now folks, stay after the credits. Stay after the credits for two not very funny minutes. (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, if you get to that part of the movie, you've already already watched four not very funny hours. <laughs> uh, do we care about Marvel Cinematic Universe at all? No. Did you had a time when you did? Oh, oh! If we want to talk about like <laughs> we did our DC episode today, we'll save Marvel for next week. <laughs> like if you if we want to talk about like this isn't this isn't like DC. Like if we want to talk about listening to like the Destructoid podcast in 2014 and, like, a version of ourselves that we like a lot less. Mm -hmm. I watched every Marvel movie, like, four times. I was, like, I I was, like, in it. I was theory-crafting. I was, like, talking about it. I I was ranking my favorite characters. I I was ranking my favorite movies. I only did Captain America and Mainline Avengers movies. Very wise. And then after, like, I never saw Avengers 2. (laughs) extremely wise and (laughs) that movie sucks ass so i basically like i saw iron man iron man 2 it's i never saw thor 2 i saw thor eventually i like to to like get ready for the event like i i just watched like winter uh captain america avengers winter soldier civil war and then Infinity War is kind of like the main through line for me. I could go, I could go through and look. I never saw t- Endgame. I should maybe check out Endgame. I don't give a shit. I went to see Infinity War in theaters because I was like, I, I gotta know. I, so, 
at some point, I fell off the Marvel movies. I watched Black Panther and <clears throat> Spider-Man, and then I fell off again. And Infinity War came out, and I just looked up the spoilers online so that I would have no temptation to even bother to go see it. And, like, ever since I did that, I've been free. And I like living this way a lot better. I want... The same part of my brain that says we should revisit Dark Knight Trilogy is saying, hey... MCU, complete me. Oh, you complete me too, honey. <laughs> um, uh, uh, some cool folks, uh, Luke and Crystal, I believe, um, have a show called MCU Complete Me, where they're watching every single Marvel movie. Uh, that show's good. I listened to the Iron Man episode and really enjoyed it. Uh, and then I was like, I'm gonna listen to. The, I'm gonna listen to. No, I listened... I skipped the Hulk episode, as we should. <laughs> appropriate, appropriate. Uh, I listened to the Iron Man episode, and I downloaded the episode after that. I can't remember. I guess it would be Thor. I downloaded the <clears throat> Thor episode after that. Might was be like, Captain America. No, the next movie was Thor. Uh. Um, and I was like, I'm going to listen to this. I'm just going to, you know, get through uh, Dear Prudence first, because I have, like, a couple weeks of Dear Prudence built up, and then I just never. Yeah. You know what people po- podcast people should listen to? You know what people podcast should podcast? 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 Podcast. Podcast? Podcast, podcast? People should listen to Dear Prudence. That's the best podcast. That's not like sport audio. It's the best not very funny podcast. There are moments... <laughs> We're the best not very funny podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're like kind of funny. Don't you fucking do this. <laughs> don't you... Don't you fucking bring that man's name into my house. <laughs> The worst part about Greg Miller is that he he went to Mizzou. What? He went to the school that's a rival with KU, and it makes me hate him just 10% more. Because Gre- he constantly talks about it. Gregalos Miller. What is this? Gregalos? I know that's a person's name in, like, Game of Thrones or something. What? No! Ottoman Hieron. Oh. Greggy. Remember Greggy? Off. Remember Game Over Greggy from Autumn and Turn Iron? on the fog machine! <laughs> what? <laughs> Turn on the fog machine. I don't... Uh... Did you never watch the, the giant bomb... Uh, did you ever watch the PAX wrestling stuff? No. What? No, I don't give a shit about that. I've you never, never watched the PAX wrestling stuff? No. Why would oh I do God. that? We should watch all of that no. today. No. Look, we only have one giant bomb tradition in this household. <laughs> watching hits miss every yeah, year. Yeah, watching hits miss every year. <laughs> we should watch all. I'm not saying a giant bomb tradition. I'm saying that the Pax wrestling stuff is funny, and we should watch that. I don't think it's funny. Turn on the fog machine. I don't like wrestling. <laughs> they say it so much. I don't like wrestling, and I don't find like a play on that structure to be entertaining because I don't like wrestling. Okay. <laughs> I've disappointed the wife. I like it and want to watch it with my wife. That's all. But I'm not going to enjoy it. You won't enjoy it, so we won't do it. But I will guilt you. Of course you will. You're part of my family now. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora, and uh, you can find <clears throat> the games that I write at NeitherNora.itch.io. You can find my 
uh, idle thoughts and poetry on Twitter at Zoe underscore Mars. That's Zoe spelled with an X O E. Uh, you can find my writing on medium.com slash at Zoe Mars, no underscore, spelled with an X. Uh, you can find my, you can buy a poetry zine from me at dragonflower-press.itch.io. Uh, I've got five of them that I can mail out, um, physical copies printed of this poetry zine. I think it's pretty good. Uh, let me know if you want one, uh, cause I will sell it to you. It's good. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Allison underscore coffee. That's A-L-I-S-O-N underscore coffee. There you will find my pinned tweet. We'll, it takes you to the Patreon, takes you to all the podcasts like this one. ExportAud.io slash ExportAudio is the podcast feed. ExportAud.io is the Patreon. Um, in my pinned tweet, you can find uh, No Look Pass, a podcast which will presumably exist once someone's playing basketball again. I mean, okay. I'm falling into the trap of not caring about the WNBA. The WNBA is really rad right now, and I wish I was watching more of it. You it's, can also do an episode about Pyre. It's hard when... Dude, you know what game is good? Pyre. <laughs> Pyre's so fucking good, dude. I, I don't know why I started saying dude so much. I'm sorry. God, it sucks. It sucks, <laughs> and I feel bad. Anyway, no look pass, and? Um, and then an aeroplane... We just released an episode on uh, Laputa, Castle in the Sky, a very good movie. Um, what is this podcast? And then an aeroplane mm-hmm. on What's the Animal Mapping Network. It's uh, the Disney of anime rewatch you, podcasts. You skipped the pitch on this It's podcast. a Ghibli rewatch podcast. People know. People know. I don't know. We're going to get people listening to this that don't usually listen. Why? Because we talked about True Detective? Maybe. Okay. Like, we got... So, yeah, if... if I yeah, we got, we got tweets from people, so... Yeah. Okay, um, so yeah, if <clears throat> I have a Ghibli, I have a podcast where we're watching slash rewatching all the Ghibli movies. It's called And Then an Aeroplane. Uh, it's over on abnormalmapping.com. Uh, we just watched Laputa. We're going in chronological order, so next we're watching Grave of the Fireflies, which I am bracing my ass for. <laughs> I said that in a way that I regret. <laughs> I really regret. <laughs> To be a gray and tower alone on the sea Won't you tell me is that healthy, baby? But 
did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen? A man can tell me so much he can say you remain my power, my pleasure, my pain. To me, you're like a grown addiction that I can't deny. Now, won't you tell me, is that healthy, baby? But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen? 